When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Renner with another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast, home of all things Houston Rockets with the Fan First Sports Network. And today we're going to talk all things Dylan Brooks and Canada's run at the FIBA World Cup. Canada sashayed through round one with ease, winning all three of their games uh, pretty convincingly, I'd say. Um, and Dylan Brooks, the Rockets' new starting small forward, is a part of that success, along with several others. But we've gotten to see a little bit of what Dylan Brooks's role may be with the Rockets when he debuts for Houston, hopefully on October 25th, which is coming up now because we're basically in September. There's, there's media day in September We're starting to get into the season, but we've got the FIBA World Cup to give us a little bit of a taste before we get into the preseason training camp and then the regular season shortly after. Um, But yeah, Dylan Brooks has been not the star for Canada. That's that's a job that belongs to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's been one of the best players in this whole tournament. Uh, But Dylan Brooks has been a strong supporting cast member for Shea Gilgis-Alexander in Canada, who's been one of the most successful teams thus far going into the tournament. So how the tournament works is um, it's four groups of eight, and Canada was in group H. They were in the last group, um, and they played every game. Every team plays three games, uh, and the top two teams advance to the next stage of the tournament, which isn't a knockout stage just yet. I know in the FIFA World Cup, They go to uh, three matches in the group play. Then they go to the knockout round. But the FIBA World Cup uh, doesn't go to the knockout straight away. They go to what is called, um, I guess, the second round or the round of – I don't think it's the round of 32. I think it's the second round. So Canada has been placed in Group L in the FIBA World Cup. And this group has uh, Latvia, who finished second in their group, but also as Spain and Brazil, the top two teams from Group G. So they'll play two games in this second stage of the tournament in Group L, and the top two teams from Group L advance to the quarterfinals, which then becomes a knockout stage. Um, And that should be intriguing. But going back to Dylan Brooks and what he's done so far for Canada, Game 1... They were playing against France. They were struggling out of the gates, but then ultimately Canada pulled away and cruised. I want to say it was a 30, 30 point win possibly. Yeah. The final score of that game, uh, Canada 95, France 65, uh, quite, quite the, quite the blowout. If, if I do say so myself in this game, um, Dylan Brooks had a plus 33. 
only second on the team, uh, second on the team overall. Dwight Powell had a plus 35, uh, the Mavericks center. Um, but Dylan Brooks had 12 points in this game, uh, went five of six from the field. So a very efficient 12 points at that. Um, and yeah, it was really nice to see from Dylan Brooks had three offensive rebounds as well. So you add in the fact that this dude is, he's an energizer bunny kind of guy. He's a hustler and the Rockets have needed, you know, someone like that. I mean, yes, you do have your, your Tari Eason's your PJ Tuckers, if you will, but having a guy like this, that is already also on top of being a strong rebounder for his size, um, a, a strong defender as well. That that's really crucial. Um, especially a veteran at that. I think there is a difference. You know, Tari Eason's a guy that has a lot of potential uh, to get into that, but having a veteran who knows a little bit of these, you know, tricks up 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 player sleeves um, is crucial for a team like the Rockets that hasn't had that in a very long time. So the Rockets get a guy like that. It's going to be huge. It's going to it's going to really make a difference. I, I truly feel that that's the case. If Dylan Brooks is going to play up to his standard and his potential. So Canada pulls out a 30 point win against uh, France, and that gives them a lot of momentum going into game number two against Lebanon. And this might have been uh, this might have been Dylan Brooks's best game out of the three, if I could you know, if I could say so myself, uh, Canada won by 55 points in this game. This was not close at all. It was very clear that the two teams were not in the same skill level. Uh, Dylan Brooks, again, 10 points, uh, four or five from the field was very efficient, uh, made both of his three pointers, um, and had three assists in this game, uh, two steals on top of that. So again, flexing the defense here, uh, efficient from the field. That's something that Dylan Brooks needs to work on uh, is his efficiency. He wasn't the most efficient scorer last year with the Grizzlies. A big reason why the Grizzlies ended up letting him go was because he wasn't able to shoot at uh, the clip that was necessary for a team contending for a playoff spot and in the playoffs. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks last season uh, shot – what was it? He shot 32% from the three-point line. He's never been a – I mean, he he was, at the beginning of his career, a pretty good three-point shooter. Uh, went from, like, 35%. Uh, and then the last two years, he's gone to about 30 32%. So there is – there has been a slight decline in that department in his career so far. Um, but if we can see more of what we saw in these first two FIBA games – uh, in the in the regular season for the Rockets, that should be uh, really, really crucial. Um, you know, he's not going to be expected to be this offensive superstar uh, with the Rockets. That job is going to belong to Jalen Green, uh, and Fred Van Vliet is going to be more of the distributor. Um, they're also going to have Jabari Smith as a big focal point in the offense, Opera and Shangun as well. So, like, Dylan Brooks is not going to need to have the ball in his hands all that much on offense. It's the defense that is going to need the, it, it, that's where, that's where he's making his money is on the defensive end. Um, and if he can shoot 35% from, from three point land, Hey, that's, that's a solid player. That's a real solid NBA player. 35% from three, about 10 to 12 points a game. 
and then you add in like one of the top steals guys as well. Uh, last year, Dillenberg's averaged 0.9 steals per game. It's on par with his uh, career averages. So, um, yeah, if you can get like a steal a game, that's that's solid from Dylan Brooks, and that's uh, something the Rockets can definitely benefit from. But then, yeah, so in this game, you know, the Canada was very balanced in this game. Everyone scored at least 10 points except for two players, um, and nobody played more than 20, uh, 21 minutes. Dylan Brooks had some of the most playing time out of anybody, uh, 20 minutes, 34 seconds. Uh, that was and it's a 40 minute game. So he was well rested going into the third game for Canada, um, which came against Latvia, who ended up finishing second in the group. Um, they surprisingly had an upset against France. Um, and they, they took care of business against Lebanon, um, to get to the second round, but yeah, Canada against Latvia, another blowout win for Canada here, 101 75. So 26 point victory, uh, this was their sh- smallest margin of victory. So that goes to show you how good Canada is, at least compared to the teams that they are in the same group with. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dylan Brooks, 23 minutes in this game, six points, uh, was one of five from three. So struggled from the three point line, but it was still a plus 12 uh, in the plus minus department. It had three steals, uh, three steals for Dylan Brooks in this game. Um, that's something that, you love to see that that's something you want to see. Uh, even if he's not having the best night offensively, he's making up for it on the defensive end. Uh, in this game, Shea Gillish Alexander had 27 points. RJ Barrett had 22. So if you can like substitute those players for uh, Van Vliet and, uh, and Shangoon or Van Vliet and Jalen green, you know, that, that will kind of shoulder the load for Dylan Brooks in his role within the Rockets. Uh, Alin, uh, Kelly Olenek also 15 points for him in this one, a plus 29 um, from him. So nice to see former Rockets uh, succeeding in a global stage. Um, but yeah, so Canada now, they have been cruising. They have been cruising through this tournament um, and they've got a shot to cruise past this second round. It will definitely be tougher for sure. You've got Spain, you've got Brazil, and now Spain they won, they won their games by a combined sixty-eight points. Um, I believe that is uh, that ranks fifth in the tournament. So if you look at the teams um, plus minus, um, Canada is at one eleven. That was number one in the tournament. The United States was number two at 103 uh third was i believe serbia had plus 91 and then you had slovenia plus 51 uh, spain had plus 68 so it's after after the after serbia it was then spain so that's probably the toughest game out of the two for canada the tougher game canada should get out of this group though if they if you get a win there's a good chance you're qualifying. Um, so, but it's going to come down to, you know, how bad you lose because chances are you're going to go either two and O or you're going to go one and one. And if you're O and two, you're obviously going to be out, but there, there's a chance that they're going to be one, two and O team, one O and two team, and then two, one and one teams 
if you're the one in one team that doesn't lose as badly, you advance to the second round. You get advance the next round. So I would say for Canada, that game against Spain, which I believe is the first game. No, it's the second game. So they'll play Brazil on Friday. And the time for that game is going to be 8.30 in the morning uh, on ESPN Plus against Brazil. Uh, Bruno Cabolo, former Rocket, on that team as well. And then they'll play Spain on Sunday, same time, 8.30 a.m. And if Canada can get past this group, I I expect Canada to uh, make a real deep run in this tournament. Um, they, They have one of the better NBA deep rosters and I wouldn't be surprised if they are one of the last four teams standing I wouldn't be surprised if they were one of the last two teams standing how crazy would it be if we get a U.S. Canada final I wonder if that's even possible um so yeah I mean Canada's in group L the U.S. is in group J with Lithuania Montenegro and Greece so by looking at this schedule, if J and L are in two possible ways. So if they are first and Canada is second, or sorry, wait. If U.S. and Canada both win their group, then they will meet potentially in the quarterfinals. Or excuse me, in the semifinals. If U.S. If the U.S. wins their group, and Canada gets second, then they will have a chance to meet in the final um, and vice versa as well. If U.S. finishes second in the group and Canada wins um, their group, then they can meet in the final. If they're both second in the group, then they can meet in the semifinals. Um, I know it's a lot of information. The U.S. also having a really good tournament. They took care of business easily against um against the New Zealand team, then against Greece, then against Jordan. And now they're off to face Lithuania and Montenegro to get their chance to move on to the quarterfinals. Those games are going to be on ESPN2. Uh, the first game, um, it's Saturday. It's Excuse me, it's Friday, September 1st, and then again Sunday, September 3rd. Um, that Those games... Those games are on ESPN2, on ESPN2. Uh, one of them is like real early in the morning, and then the other is, I think, another like 8, eight o'clock start, um, something like that. But yeah, it's um, it's an exciting time for, you know, basketball being on the global stage and getting a chance to be played in front of the world. Um it's it's so much fun. I, when you like this is a podcast. If you're listening to this podcast uh, in the middle, late August, early September, it's because you love basketball. So anybody who loves and appreciates basketball like you do as the listener um, should should appreciate uh, what the FIBA World Cup is. And thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. It's really hard to come up with content sometimes um, at this point in the year. Definitely helps when. Uh, the FIBA World Cup's on and you get something to talk about. But um, yeah, it's it's fun and it's exciting to see uh, some of these Rockets getting a chance to play. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I'm excited for in the regular season and hopefully he has a chance 
to get a gold medal or a silver, maybe silver medal. I don't want to go against my country here for a second. A U.S.-Canada final is what I'm going for. How about that? Uh, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter or, excuse me, you know, the the new name for Twitter at RocketsFFSN. If you'd like to follow me on that platform, you can do so as well at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. We'll be back just around the corner for another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, go Rockets.